Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I use this platform to share not just expert but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to if you don't make it to the PPC Chat live discussions and even if you do then like follow share and retweet on that's right twitter with my handle the marketing anu or join us um on the linkedin group um it's called the ppc chat roundup podcast or if you're on instagram check us out at the ppc chat underscore roundup uh, profile to get quotes and snippets from our previous episodes. So today we are led by um, Julie Buccini, where she helps us to discuss um, the changing landscape of metrics, measurement and reporting. So the changing landscape of metrics, measurement and reporting. And um, yeah, with paid search, we're all about the data. We're all about testing and learning and seeing how, um, you know, things are being measured. And um, I was actually just finished writing up a blog about, um, you know, trusting well not about but like one of the the the, the main thing that's about is that about talking about three problems that's SEM rush um, mentioned about paid search and one of it was about trusting paid search and I'm like well if you have the data if you measure the data and follow the data you know whether you can trust uh, paid search or not so it's really um, a meaty task for us to actually talk about um, measurement and with all the the you know changes of data privacy and automation and the like Measurement has become, you know, very different and and, uh, and how it looks like is, is very different from, let's say, 10 years ago, even when I started um, doing paid search. So so let's get right into it. So, yeah, Julie um, welcomes us saying, um, you know, hello, thank you all for joining today. Um, we will be talking about the changing landscape of metrics, measurement and reporting. But first, how are we all doing? Yeah, roll call. We've got Green Rope joining us saying, hope your week is off to a great start. Alexis from Green Rope here. Julia Vice joins us. Um, and um, yeah, she says that here's something cannabis is legal in Canada, did you know it's sold and distributed by the government? It's true. Wow, that's that's very interesting. Um, she goes on a, a bit of a thread about there. You can check her profile if you want to read more about that. Cami um, Karras, um, um, Joe goes, hi, all doing well, having trouble moving at first week of the month. Speed, need to hit that gear today. Um, and yeah, we've got Dwayne Brown and Kirk Williams, some two like, like e-com and data greats in our community. So really glad to have them here and um, read what some really great knowledge that they had for us today. Um, so yeah, Julie takes us on straight into um, question one, saying that uh, how do you determine what metrics or KPIs or key performing indicators are tracked, measured, and reported? Um, Andrew McGarry um, kind of joins as a lurker. So um, she say, oh, no, actually, Andrew just goes, lurkers should know that Kirk has a PPC book out and you should go buy it. And this is a nice little thread that I joined. Julia joined it as well, saying Kirk's book is excellent if you have not gotten your hands on it, on it yet. And it's um, called Ponderings of a PPC Professional. So yes, go get it in a hard copy or electronic copy or even um, do the audiobook, uh, which is what I commended, I recommended. And um, I said that if you get the audiobook, you hear him sing as well. Oh, and then yeah, Kirk was like, hey, I'll take the promo, thanks. And he's like, Kirk was like, the things we marketers will do for attention, huh? Andrew goes, sing, do I have to delete my plug? (laughs) 
Eric was like, yes, to probably both. Anyway, away from Kirk's book, apart from the fact that you should definitely go and buy it. Um, but yeah, in reply to question one, we've got Julia Vice going, it depends on what the client needs. Some want to dive right in and get to the CPC and weekly impression share. Others just want the, the big picture, start with client needs and recommend account needs from there. Um, Kirk Williams replies saying that, yeah, we try to focus on a balance of one, what the client actually needs to see, to measure performance and two, what metrics the client would like to keep an eye on. We will consult with the client if we think any of the, their di desired KPIs are off. Again, we will consult with the client if we think any of their desired KPIs are off. Yes, always dis um, um, discuss with the client. You know, if we are the experts, I always say that listen to the client, listen to what they really need, but then be the expert and go in and say that this is actually what's possible. This is probably what you need based on your business goals. And then Kirk actually continues with another answer to question one saying, then of course, as others have noted, what they need to see for performance differs from account to account based on business goals, especially um, by lead gen and e-com, of course. So yeah, depending on what type of account, what type of industry, the metrics will dif differ. Sean Elliott then replies to question one saying, depends on the goals of the client. We have a reporting template with most major KPIs that we then customize to each client. Aggressive sales growth, ROAS may not be the most important metric. Efficiency with budget, ROAS is a better choice to highlight. Um, even today, I was looking at a, um, a client's uh, report and I was I, straight away, I, I figured out that, um, conversion rate wasn't something that they, they, they picked on, even though they, sh they should have, because they were right. They like pushing, pushing the positive. So even though volume went down, bookings didn't go down as much. And that in those kind of area, you want to highlight the fact that that means conversion rate has increased, meaning you're doing something better with the landing page or some keywords are working better than others. Um, so yeah, sometimes even by looking at past reports or just the way you want to give insight, you notice a better metric to actually start reporting on. Dogar Thomas replies to question one saying, I wish we could just report on cost and conversions um, over revenue. Um, or I think he means, I just wish we could report on cost and conversions or revenue. Um, the other data is worth using as supporting information and helps in analysis, but I think it distracts from most clients' actual business goals absolutely agree with that um dog then continues saying that roa cpa is good health metrics too forgot about that in my desire to just stop talking about metrics like they mean anything in monthly or annual reports and i replied to that yeah saying absolutely same here it's all about the metrics directly related to the business goals so yeah if you're not talking about that sure dropping clicks and impressions because as the first port of, you know, calling paid search metrics kind of thing. But if you're not talking about that, that's actually directly related to the business goals. Uh, you're not adding any value to your clients. Um, Kami Karras then replies to question one saying, we work with the clients to determine their overall business goals and what areas they feel they could improve. So many factors, size of current and potential markets, ad budget, first time versus repeat buyers and more. Andrew McGarry replies saying, start with clients' commercial goals and work backwards. Don't bury the lead story with data vomit. 
love that term. No difference between what you need internally to kick ass and what tells a story in reporting. What tells a story. I love that, Andrew. Industry trends and auction reports help. Context. Um, yeah, and he continues from client's KPI perspective, PPC needs to eat other people's market share. If you're a 20% or plus 20%, but their organic is minus 20%, the client isn't winning. Be aware of their e-com perspective aside from your own silo. Love that answer. And then we have Julie Rupert responded to question one as well, saying, I do mostly lead gen. So for those clients, we are often looking at overall cost. Budgets are not unlimited and cost per leads, but I dig deeper when I can with feedback from clients data. Um, Julia Vice replies, we've um, had to get very granular with our questions, like the best KPI for videos or views and audience builds. But if you plan to measure it on clicks, we won't recommend videos. Tough love. I <laughs> love that. Um, we've got Dan Patterson replying saying, I'm in-house and everything comes down to marginal profitability. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Julie taking us on now to question two, saying, what are the primary metrics or methods you are using for your um, reporting currently ROAS MER I asked a question about that one um, CAC which is uh, um, cost um, per acquired customer etc does it vary by platform or industry PS we have an acronym cheat sheet on the PPC chat site thank you for that Julie um, Dwayne Brown does reply to question one though saying that since we only work with ecom DTC so that's a direct customer and SaaS we generally only track revenue ROAS MER or trials or leads customers and purchase lifetime value amount we always talk with clients about tracking out stuff but we try to say stay focused on main goals profitability profitable grow the, the business oh. we always talk with clients about tracking out stuff but we try to stay focused on main goal profitably grow the business very good point Dwayne continues saying could be secondary goals and kpis to track and things we only track internally most of our clients just want to know if they're making money or not so they can get back to their business Good answer from Dwayne there. Thank you very much. Julia Weiss then takes us on to question two saying it definitely varies by industry. Even my two different awareness clients look at different account health metrics. So, oh, it might even be the contact they're looking at. Um, I replied to that saying that, you know, a lot of traffic ones is from, is, is what my clients look at, which I feel hopefully you'd move away to. And so they talk with clicks, impressions, CTR, CPC costs, but also booking signups and cpa so yeah the main big conversion ones brett bodosky joins us um, replying to question one saying by determining the client's business objectives you can then translate those into metrics or kpis some clients have preconceived notions of baselines for their kpis it's up to us to help educate and shape whether those baselines new clients are used to are healthy or not and then we have Kirk Williams replying to question two, saying we're primarily e-com, so most often use ROAS. However, I'm trying to shift more of our thinking internally and externally to a MER calculation. Additionally, that is when that is even tricky, as Andrew Foxwell explains here with insights. Oh, I didn't see this because I did ask about what MER is, and um, he gave me this link as well, which I I'm sure with it will be on the official PPC chat. Um, 
um, roundup that Julie gives. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, him continuing saying that um, benefits to MER, in my opinion, is that it prevents the tendency to silo channels. So we may have soft targets of single channel rowers, but I find clients monitoring overall MER tend to naturally avoid overreacting when a specific channel has a poor week helps focus on the big pick. Um, Julie continues um, answers to that saying um, MER, which is media efficiency ratio, is going to be a big topic heading into the end of the year. I think I will include this link in the recap post. Yep, as just as I predicted it. Um, Kirk replies, agreed. It's especially left into the limelight lately as Facebook advertisers have lost their data as it allows big picture look at overall sales even with the loss of channel reported revenue, arguably the way it should have been from the beginning. Uh, BT dubs, <laughs> as in, by the way, <laughs> I love you wrote the BT dubs. Uh, Julia Vice says, um, um, the only way to measure sales tracking performance to TV or radio UK pals you have addressable, we haven't caught up yet. Ima imagine that. Uh, Kirk replies, from what I gather, MER is basically the old school way of attributing value rediscovered. Interesting. Julia Vice replied, totes, it's old school total program success, but with a CRM to actually give actionable insight love it i need to read them i definitely need to read up um on that link and um learn more about mer i think we should all do that as we move into data privacy because that kind of you know marketing mix um performance of the marketing mix is going to be a lot more important um in the new calculus world julie replies to question two saying um i'm often amazed at the disconnect or lack of connection between advertising spend and the revenue lifetime or otherwise that are generated by leads or customers acquired by paid channels conversions cost per conversions etc um, Andrew replies could be worse like the SEO agency who, who talked for two hours and never once mentioned the commercial goal of cost per lead despite getting paid like thousands for services. PPC isn't unique in forgetting the commercial end goal. Um, so yeah, SEO should, um, yeah, yeah, PPC is not the only one that does it. SEO does it well as well and probably several other channels as well. I'd actually, um, bet on Shanelli replies to question two saying um ecom rowers total site revenue profit from ads assistant conversion lead gen cpa misconverse uh, micro conversions even and micro conversation value mainly used with load long sales cycle both ecom and lead branding impression direct traffic view through overall site traffic um okay i'll say that again because i think he was doing industry and then the metrics again the against the industry so sean ellie replies ecom which is the roas total site revenue profit from ads assistant co um, assisted conversion lead gen cpa micro conversions micro -conver conversations um and mainly with long cycle, um, long sales cycle, both e-com and lead branding, impression, direct traffic viewed through overall site traffic. Um, Andrew McGarry replies to question two saying ROAS and ROI relative to volume growth and market share and with cross channel attribution caveats, too many e-com folks still happy to ignore everything outside last click. Seriously? In 2021? Seriously? That's shocking. Julia Vice replies, I think there are certain universal KPIs. Channel metrics help you understand if you're reaching the right people and if you've chosen the correct channel for what you want to accomplish, just be mindful you don't only look at those. Um, 
And then, yeah, we've got Kamikari replying to question two, saying CPA, ROAS, leads, views, search impressions, share, both paid and organic, as we figure in SEO efforts as well. This definitely varies by industry and client. Conda Reddy replies to question two, saying we work mostly with B2B clients. We look at form fills, MQLs, and SQLs. Um, and then we have Dwayne Brown replying to question two, saying I always overshare, but breaking it down by industry, e-com, and DTC, revenue, ROAS, MER, SAS, so SAS, trials, leads, customers, and purchase, um, or lifetime value. For SAS, our leads converting into happy paying customers is more important than number of leads. If leads don't convert, there are issues. Continuing here goes for Ecom. MER has been great to show alongside revenue and ROAS the last couple years with clients. This um, iOS 14.5 update has been impactful to show the power of paid social. Every, ch every channel, even email, is going to have an off day or week. It happens very much so. And Julia agrees with that saying, which is what I mean when I talk about pulling client feedback and data about leads back into the system to get a fuller or better picture of performance for lead gen. And Dwayne continues to that saying that if your marketer or agency is not doing this, fire them and find someone who will. The amount of agencies who run display for lead gen and gush about the number of leads that don't even convert, convert. It's pathetic. So yeah, it's not just about, oh, we're bringing in so many leads. Are they converting? Because if you're, they're not converting, you're drawing in the wrong leads and you're wasting money. And then we have Julie taking us on to question three, saying when a client or stakeholder wants to focus on metrics or KPIs that are not actually important to what you're doing, how do you handle that? Oh, have a conversation and not just a face palm moment. Um, Dwayne, um, Julia Vice replies saying, I start with a conversation. Often they're all, um, they'll have reasons for wanting to see these particular metrics and it's fine to include in a report. If a preferred vanity metric becomes a goal to work towards that another, that's another conversation. <laughs> Kirk replies, Jinx. Um, Julia Vice then continues saying, I mean, I don't always see the why and for them, it's often a good reason to look at particular metrics even if it doesn't follow a best practice keep an open mind and um and, but know your stuff so keep being open-minded but know your stuff Kirk replies yes good call we don't always have to be right as the agency exactly I think that's a lot of thing I get from some people that I work with because it's literally like oh what's 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 the point of, of what we're doing this it doesn't make sense always try to see things from the client's point of view. They're the ones paying the money. They are probably a reason why they're asking for certain vanity metrics. Sam replies, I usually just use the Socratic method on them plus work backwards from what they actually care about. Um, yeah. And Julia replies to, um, Julia Vice's answer about, st I start with conversation. Julie goes, yes, a million times to this. I think we're all in agreement with that. Have the conversation with a client. Dan Patterson replies, ah, vanity metrics, got a report on them because the client or stakeholders cares about them, but frame them in relation to how it's making money. Yeah. Or how it's not, or how it's pointless to any of the, you know, money making metrics that will, that will get them to understand what things are necessary or not. Um, Kirk replies to question three saying, always start with having a conversation, explain what, why, etc. The The right clients will listen or have their own thoughts to help you understand their point. Yet another of 1 billion reasons why filtering prospects to sign the right clients is a good idea. Yeah, exactly. Because the wrong client will, will just, yeah, hunker down 
on um, the bad advice and the, the things that are not necessary. Sean Ellie replies to question three saying, actually dealing with this currently, I have a call scheduled to walk them through what I'm looking at and how that translates to their business and goals. I will still add the metrics they are looking at to the report because it means something to them. And that's very good. Julie replies to question three saying, I start with an in-depth conversation about goals. What are we trying to do? What are our, uh, our constraints? How do we achieve our goals within the parameters? Also ask what they have been seeing in reporting and discuss what we keep going, um, what we'll, what we'll keep doing going forward. Continuing, she goes, if they're focused on silly metrics, I will gently discuss that with them and suggest that we shift focus to what really matters or shows what is happening. If they are not receptive to this, it's a red flag to me. Discuss all of this stuff very early on. And Amanda, a father replies to that saying, yes, I love doing KPI discovery meeting with clients to determine reporting needs. And then we have Kami Karras replying to question three saying we educate, but if needed, we run an AB test showing the non-correlation of their KPIs to return or sales or profits. We then have Jitin replying to question three saying, I would go an extra mile to help him understand that they are measuring the wrong metric. Reason? Today they measure the wrong one and tomorrow they are going to ask us to optimize for the wrong metrics. Once we are forced to do it, that would be the beginning of the end. Um, Sam replies to question two saying, um, so it obviously varies by client, but at the end of the day, it comes down to how we're impacting two key outcomes people, which is the customers plus profit. Dwayne Brown replies to question three saying rarely happens to us as clients want us to lead and take charge. Hence why they hired us. He definitely gets hired by the right clients. Um, worst case, we find out why they want to track it and what is it going to help with then give our points of view on opportunities and challenges. Dan Patterson replies to question three saying it's like SEO vanity metrics. Gotta be number one for XYZ phrase. Is there volume there? If so, is it relevant to your industry? Is it making money? Back in my agency days, I had a property management company that wanted to rank for PMS. That was a fun conversation. How do you want to rank for PMS? property management services i don't know um yeah so um, julia rush replies sir i beg of you next time that happens call me tell them i'm a consultant and please let me lead that conversation <laughs> dan replies that was oh, 10 11 years ago when i was at an agency i'll never forget that one though jesus that is that's it interesting um yeah a long thread um continues on that because lots of people are interested in that green rope replies question three is in communication and trust are key you are the expert in this area of their business compare their goals with the data you are presenting to show the importance julie Bicini then goes on to um question four saying are you experiencing any issues with your traditional metrics measurement and or reporting lately does it vary by platform and now yeah we're talking to platforms making things a bit harder for us here we go sam then um responds to question four saying that there's always issues with various reporting though most of it is in our short-term data the one benefit of ios 14.5 demise of cookies is that um is that in my opinion it will force more brands to adopt automated um mmms um, plus start looking at MER or media 
profit ratio, media to profit ratio. So yeah, it will just force people um, to adopt auto automated um, strategies or marketing mix measurements. Oh, I think that's what MMMs are, marketing mix measurements. Um, and so yeah, we've got Dogar Thomas replying to question four saying, I'm seeing a lot more not set in my Google Analytics lately. My conspiracy theory is that it's affecting overall attribution, not only in Google ads, but in things that are integrate with the Google Analytics as well. Julia Vice replies, yes, across the board, iOS 14, but also flock weirdness, traditional media channels being what they are and full on clients who can't legally pixel their sites. It's a shell game of data points. How can't you legally pixel your site? That is quite interesting. We then have Cami replying to question four saying, yep, Facebook and Google notably a lot of shift due to AI learning curve and obvious data booking. Um, Kirk Williams replies to question four saying it's tempting for e-com accounts to focus on tracked sales as that's what we're here for, right? But it's not all that different from lead gen. Um, there are steps in the funnel, albeit shorter to nurture, and those should um, be considered as well in reporting um, or bidding, etc. And then we have Sean Ellie replying to question 14. I have noticed over the past few months, the rise in not set in the Google ads campaign reports. This used to point to a redirect or bad link stripping GCLID, but seems like it may be the new normal where we can't attribute each conversation to a specific campaign or keyword. Julie then responds to question four saying it's all getting wonky and with iOS data missing, I think now is a great time to think about the purpose of reporting and what can show what you really need to see. GA4 is going to make people cry when it becomes the only option. Yeah, that was GA4 conversation. I kind of took it to another level <laughs> with that one. But um, yeah, you'll see that later. Sam responds to that so much GA4 hate. Um, Julie replies, it's like a dev class project that somehow got released as a full blown product, you know, like data studio. Yes, I said it. Um, yeah, and Julia, um, Julia Vice said it should be a supported platform. Sam replies, agreed. I do like the potential of GA4 and I think if done well, plus properly supported, it could make web analytics significantly more impactful across the entire organization. Um, Sam replies, Julie chose violence today and Julia Vice goes, and she's not alone. So a lot of people not liking where we are at yet with um, GA4 and I'll put in even like what I said to that i feel like this is the time where anyone that's actually making the most of ga4 and thinks it's actually working well um yeah i suggest you write a podcast um you write or you podcast about it or vodcast about it do put out a video whatever way you do um content do something about it because that's one area of frustration that people a lot of people are having um, Julie takes us on to question five saying, are or have you changed any of the metrics or KPIs, key performance indicators that you are reporting on and or how you are you reporting on them? If so, why have you changed? Like, what have you changed? It will be great. Dan Patterson replies, no, but I feel like every metric has a star, an asterisk next to it. Metrics used to be more exact. Now they're more directional. That's a hard shift to make, especially to accounting types. And Julia Vice replies, yes, totally. The single point of truth has to be client sales or lead data at a certain 
point. Um, we have, um, yeah, Julia Vice herself replying to question five saying not changed as such. It's still about reach in-store sales and app metrics, but it's definitely a moment to redefine reporting success. Dwayne Brown replies, you mean beyond iOS 14.5 plus updated. Some things are easier with us only working with clients on a handful of ad tech platforms, really auditing clients as we onboard to set them up for success leads to less, to less issue. Um, of not being able to track something in one month. Again, I'll say that really auditing clients as we onboard to set them up for success leads to less issues of not being able to track something in one month. Um, yeah. And so we've got, um, when I'm doing Brown and responded to question four saying, I'm seeing a lot more not set. Um, then he continues saying, I'd have to look more deeply. It feels like an eye floater, but my geographic reports in particular are really heavy on not set, which I haven't seen as much before. Julie replies, how much of it is coming from Facebook? Because they have always messed up UTM tracking with their interrupter pages, but at least they used to get their data back via the pixel. Now you've, uh, you've equally blind blinded on the, um, you're equally blind on their platform and in Google analytics. So now you're equally blind on their platform and Google analytics. So a lot of, um, missed out, um, misreporting on there, which is uh, quite bad. And yeah, my, my response to, um, well, no quite my response, my response to Julie, where Julie had said that, you know, it's all getting wonky with iOS data and GA4 is going to make people cry. Um, I responded, anyone actually seen the benefits of GA4, write something about it, say something about it, make a video about it. Amanda Farley replies, although I've seen micro rollouts, nothing that has really given the extra benefits as of yet. It could be because of other systems that are tied in for tracking. Dan Patterson replies, I've been avoiding digging into it. Julie Vice goes, Ooh, I ought to, it has built, it was built with app campaigns in mind and my app accounts love GA4. Wow. So I replied, please do. I've heard firsthand clients being nervous about us turning GA4 on their accounts because it hasn't been well tested yet and they don't want to be the scapegoat um, account. So yeah, Julie replies, you should have it running concurrently to universal GA so that you will have data whenever the forced switch happens. Data will not transfer to GA4 from universal analytics. She says that last bit in all caps. Data will not transfer to GA4 from universal analytics. You've heard it here, so don't say you didn't know. Um, Julia Vice replies, it's actually not that bad in terms of testing. Naturally, results will vary by industry, but it's not an alpha product chucked out into the world. It's worth trying out. Yeah, since when does Google actually come up with an alpha product, to be fair? Um, it's always testing mode until <laughs> loads of people have either, either passed or failed with it. Jitin replies to question six saying kind of having a hard time explaining stakeholders how is the campaign ad set that we paused a couple of days back still showing conversions against them especially in Facebook ads yeah I think there's the whole oh there's a name for it but I forget like um latent conversions you know after the, the you know 30 day look back window is always something you need to look at even if you've paused the campaign conversions might not come through for a few days. So always think about that. Um, I'm not sure I said question six, but anyway, let's say now there has been a lot of talk about converse conversion actions being away out of sync since ATT dropped, especially in Facebook. Are you seeing any impact with conversion numbers in platforms versus back end 
or analytics. Again, there has been a lot of talk about conversion actions being way out of sync since ATT dropped, um, especially in Facebook. Are you seeing any impact with conversion numbers in platforms versus backend or analytics? Kamikara surprise. I think I just answered this big fat. Yes. Now I trust no one without secondary proof. Um, and yeah, we've got some um, Dwayne Brown replies beyond MER. The other things is trying to get a better handle on how long 80% to 90% of customers take convert, take to convert after a click for each client i don't think ga does a great job of it as much as they think they do and that's response to question five then julie takes us to question seven which i believe is the last question of the day saying have a client or stakeholder expectations or requests regarding metrics measurement or reporting change in the last six to twelve months if so how have they changed julia vice replies not yet reporting is an ongoing discussion so it's not so much a sudden change as it is new information to discuss ken chang replies clients are now looking into the quality of the conversions which is something that we have been stressing all the time now we are all on the same page Sam replies to question seven saying, honestly, not really. The answers to some of those requests have changed as data, um, data availability and definitions have changed, but by and large, our overall reporting structure has been pretty consistent. Sean Ellie replies to question seven saying, mostly no, but have recently got some requests to try to go further than GA, especially as that data gets less reliable currently working to create some custom tracking to report on new customers versus returning customers and LTV. Kamikaris replies, no, it's actually been on us to educate most of them on the changes affecting everything. We are thankful that clients increased sales numbers support their trust in us. Um, I'd hate to be working with, um, from behind an eight ball with all the changes again, you know, it's actually been on us to educate most of them on the changes affecting everything. We are thankful that clients increased sales numbers support their trust in us. Um, I'd hate to be working from behind an eight ball with all the changes. And on that, um, very interesting note, we've come to the end of the chat. Um, yeah, that was very interesting about how metrics are changing. Metrics is the backbone of, um, any good paid search, um, experts like job or work. We need to look at it usually on a daily basis. I know we're always like, oh, let's not speak to the data with the clients, you know, too often because they get too bogged down and focus on the wrong stats, but they should definitely trust that we are looking at them every day because that's how we make sure um, the work and optimizations we're doing is working well. So yeah, no matter how often that your clients are looking at your, your no matter what you're showing the clients, no matter how well Facebook is showing the data, uh, no matter how much it's changing, the landscape is making you change the metrics, make sure you are looking at your metrics every single day as an expert in your own right. So yeah, I hope you found this talk very useful, taking some great takeaways and learnings and, um, you know, future test that you should be present test that you should be doing to prepare for the future. Um, but yeah, if you want to continue this talk, join us, um, on Twitter spaces on, um, Thursday, 5 PM GMT, 12 PM Eastern time where, um, Julie is going to continue that chat with anyone who wants to, um, vocally get involved in it for any feedback about the podcast or even, um, giving some corrections on something that has been shared. Do get in touch with me on my Twitter. My DMs are open with my handle, the marketing Anu or join 
join us on our LinkedIn um, group, um, which is um, called the, the PPC Chat Roundup Podcast. Um, yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts. Um, yeah, a request to join. Everybody is welcome. And finally, remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly. There's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye and speak to you next week. Thank you.